stories, spirituality, pathways, and aliens. You're here on The Long Road Home. Number one victory royale. Yeah, for now, we about to get down. get down. Ten kills on the board right now. Just wiped out Tomato, tomato Town. town. My friend just got down. down. I revived him. Now we're, we're heading southbound. southbound. Now we're in the Pleasant Park, Park streets. So look at the map. Go to the mark sheets. Take, Take me, me to your Xbox, Xbox to play Fortnite today. I don't know. We can keep singing this. He might sue us. Oh, shit. That's, yeah, that's it. I don't know <laughs> the all words we got. anyway. I don't know. I don't know uh, the words. I don't know what, what song it was. What are we doing? Welcome to the Long Road Home, Welcome. everybody. If that song's been stuck in your head, then you're uh, up there with the likeness and the greatness of me and Emily. And yeah, I'm we're starting Chad. a club. We're going to get jackets. Yeah, the Fortnite jackets. I've never played Fortnite. Don't know nope. anything about it. I know it's like Minecraft and shooty stuff, but <laughs> yeah. that's about it, and that kid plays it. Yep. I like I like your style, man. You know that song actually came out like three years ago? That song right there? That the song The kid's right version there. of the song? Yep. Really? Uh-huh. I watched an interview yesterday, and uh, it came out three years ago, and he his voice has changed now. Oh, he can't even do so it he anymore. He can't really do it <laughs> no. anymore. That's so disappointing for him. He can't go to Coachella like the little yodeling kid. I did. know. I know. He blew <laughs> up too late. Oh man. Well, anywho, welcome to the show, everybody. We're I'm not Emily. talking about Fortnite. I'm Chad. <laughs> yeah. Did we introduce ourselves? We did. We already said hi, but that's oh, okay. Hi. Um. Did well, we say our names? Yeah, we did. Well, no I said way. I, I said I. I said your name, and then I said, no, I'm Oh, Chad. you said my name. You introduced yeah, me. I, I introduced us both. I got distracted. I don't I'm know sorry. why I did that. <laughs> well, before we dive in, I just kind of wanted to talk to you guys about something that's been on my mind lately. Do you mind if we just, like, riff a little, Chad? No, nah, let's riff. Okay. Man. So, yeah. here's, what I'm, here's what I'm stepping in, you know? I came across this TikTok video, like, a month or two ago, and it seemed really innocent. It was just this nice looking guy in this pretty place in Tennessee, and he was inviting people to his commune, which is not uncommon on TikTok, at least not on my For You page. <laughs> All right, that's fair. I never see that, but okay. Really? You never get the commune? This, we have started a commune. You should join our commune. No, not really. I've seen like a couple of them, but I we, we are like big into TikTok, by the way, guys. We sort of get a lot of our information. Oh, from yeah. I guess we're really just like riffing on TikTok. Wow, second time I'm using riffing. I've never used that word before, but. Here we are. We're doing it. We're we're doing it. Um. So yeah, it started out as a really innocent video, um. But now I'm seeing more and more videos, um, talking about the same commune. And there's a lot of different characters that have like become involved. Like it was just this nice looking ginger guy, um. And now I've seen a bunch of other people, and they all just look a little too happy, and they're openly giving out their address for the commune. And they're like, join our commune. Here's the address. We're in Lafayette, Tennessee. Come do it. It's awesome. Um, pretty, yeah, you should definitely come here. We're definitely just, not having dirty, filthy group sex all the time. I mean, I feel like most communes are doing that anyway, but that's besides I the feel point. like there's more Honestly, going on. That's one like of the pros. So. Exactly. But no, I feel like I feel like there's more going on here. Um everyone looks really, really happy. They're openly giving out the address, which other communes don't do. It's like more like they're just kind of flexing on you. They're like we live this awesome life. <laughs> but then they don't give you any more information. But these guys are just like, come to the commune, which I guess, again, at first glance was was cool. Um, but now, like two months in, it looks like they're just going to get out of control. And I'm pretty sure if you're thinking about um, going to that commune, you should call your dad because you might be in a cult. 
All right. Well, you heard it here first. Emily thinks it's a cult. Could be. I don't know. It sounds like, I mean, look, I I'll wouldn't go. I'll post the videos on Discord. I'll post the videos on the Discord. You guys, we can start a discussion about it. If we if we take a vote and everyone thinks that um, it's fine, then we'll just move on and it's fine. But I wouldn't I go to know. Tennessee for anything. At I, know. All. <laughs> I know. I don't have a good, I don't have a good uh, But we have a lot of listeners in Tennessee. Do we though? We do actually. Look, if you want to live there, be my guest. But I personally think it's hot, and uh, if Dolly Parton wasn't there, I'd have absolutely no reason to go. Yeah, Dollywood, man. That's a good reason to go to Tennessee, but probably just that that one reason. I spent a lot of time in the Newport parking lot not doing shit. Yeah, and I watched some guy from, pull a gun out we and say sw- wave it around at someone else in that, in that parking lot, and I quit going after that. Yeah, we should say that if you haven't listened to our other episodes, Chad is from the Tennessee-North Carolina line, so he's a little biased. It's not personal. It's like the difference between like Ukraine and whatever nice country borders Ukraine. <laughs> and North Carolina was the good side. And it's still not that great. So It's anyway, not. All right, that's enough bashing the South for me today. All right, moving on. I love our listeners there, but you should get out. So, should I just dive in? Yeah, go ahead. What are we talking about today, Emily? We are talking about the strange story of Aaron Valenti. Yeah, I hadn't heard of this until Emily brought it up. And it's pretty, pretty like the circumstances surrounding the story is what really makes it strange to me. Do you want to know something that now I'm realizing is bad? What? I I maybe need a break. I got the idea for this story from TikTok. Like, I don't I care might have a what problem. China's seen. I might that have a problem. app has sucked my brain in. I've, I've got more dopamine from that app than Instagram, Facebook, any of that bullshit. Seriously. Maybe we should join TikTok. Anyway, okay. TikTok, let's a cult. focus. <laughs> it's a cult, too. Oh, wait. Before we start, we need our sources. Oh, okay. Let me... I, I big, format nice, my documents heaping, differently. Fat, I'm chunky, sorry. Thank They're you at the bottom. To our sources. All righty. We got our information for today's episode from Business Insider, Heavy.com. Um, the Frank Report, which if you're like following the Nixium stuff, he's like super involved in that. It's fine. Um, not like involved in the cult, but involved in exposing the cult. But then also he's kind of just a little bit woo, but it's fine. Uh, we also got information from from WallyCollie.com. <laughs> what? WallyCollie? I think that's what it is. It says WallyCollie. It was just like a wiki for her about her but it wasn't wikipedia looks like wally Kali to me yep and also uh i did a lot of digging on websleuths.com which is a fun website if you're wanting to dig around on some weird cases uh ontocore elevays.com and washington post okay now okay let's start today we are going to tell you the strange story of aaron valenti whose body was discovered on Saturday, October 12th, 2019, in the backseat of her rental car, parked along a quiet residential street just outside of San Jose. Valenti had traveled to California for a workshop and tech conference and to visit friends and colleagues, but was found days later after she failed to make her return flight home to Utah on October 7th. So, let's start with Erin. At the age of 33, Erin Valenti was a very successful young woman. According to her LinkedIn bio, she was the founder and CEO of Tinker Ventures, She was a social entrepreneur and product developer. She was a venture capitalist, a writer, a climber, and a yogi. Her LinkedIn section reads, quote, I have a successful track record of 10 years of cross-functional leadership experience building and investing in disruptive technology companies. I'm passionate about helping startups with product development, fundraising, and scaling. I'm always looking for the next great idea to work on or invest in, 
Reach out to me anytime to chat. So you know this woman had a lot of pantsuits. Absolutely. She was well, like, I don't know. She was like pretty loosey goosey. She was pretty cool. She had pantsuits. Yeah. She had pantsuits too. Definitely. She was a Nothing boss wrong with lady. A pantsuit. Just that corporate. She was in the corporate lifestyle heavily. Yeah. That's what she, really I'm, I'm talking shit about. <laughs> she was just very heavily involved in the corporate lifestyle. She was an active networker. That yeah. was that was who she was. That was what she was known for. She was like. She was a weekend warrior. When she was at work, she was working. She was slaying. Anyway. <laughs> She was born in 1986 and grew up in the greater Salt Lake area. After college, she was hired as an associate at a private equity firm, Summit Partners in Palo Alto, California, where she learned how to cold call and source deals for the partners. Valenti showed a complete refusal to fail, a former coworker said, recalling their late night studying the markets and eating gyro wraps at the office. After four years at the company, she was beginning to feel like life there wasn't enough. She was feeling the itch to build something of her own, but her life was shifting along with her husband's. Having completed his doctoral studies in psychology, he had been offered a fellowship at his top choice, a veterans hospital in Utah, and family says Valenti felt like it was her turn to follow him. It was very nice of him to want to go to a veterans hospital because those aren't great. Yeah, that was his top choice. Good on him. Good people. Yeah, great. Salt Lake City was not the setting she had envisioned for pursuing her startup, but her husband, whom she had met on ski vacation when she was 18, had followed her to California. Once she arrived in Salt Lake, she quickly became known for her booming voice and no apparent filter, becoming a linchpin in the area's up-and-coming tech scene. Local entrepreneurs say that she willed a community into existence, gathering the people and companies of the Silicon Slopes in meeting rooms and bars. A former co-worker, Ryan Kruzenska... Krasinska. Sounds like it's not fucking the Big Bang Theory uh, catchphrase. I said it wrong. That does. Um, a former coworker, Ryan Krasinska, is quoted saying, it's not that she came to like Salt Lake City. She made it into something she liked better, which is really She came cool. in with her California attitude and really whipped oh, those Mormons up. no. Not like at all. an egg all. beater. Not at all. She was a part of the outdoor rec scene. She was an avid ice climber and mountain climber. I, uh, ice climber might be lying. I might be lying to you. No, but she was a mountaineer, I should say. All right, cool. So she was like a mountaineer in her free time, boss lady, nine to five, um, but she made liked, her own so networking groups in the area. So she Pi Day is what you're telling me. She was cool. She was one of the cool people in Salt Lake. Pi Day is a, a total, complete rebellion against Mormonism that they do up there. I know that. So shout out to those people that are going to Pi Day this year after the vaccines and all of us. Shout out to Pi Day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about Pi Day, but yeah. Get them. Um, but no, she was a cool lady and she like, she came to the place. She was like, I want to, I want to build something. And she did. Um, but a little bit before she built her empire, Erin took a job as the head of product at overstock.com headquarters and found pleasure in her new home's ample outdoor pursuits, learning to slot into the sandstone canyons and climb out. So she would just like drop into the canyons. Yeah. Cl- yeah. Those are, yeah. Uh, slot canyons are cool. Never been in one. They look uh, a little too, I don't know. I'm claustrophobic. I don't know if I would like being down in there. Yeah. I'd like to go into like one of the wider ones. It'd be cool. The wider ones are cool. It looks really cool. I just think I would get scared. <laughs> the desert is a beautiful place. Highly recommend you go if you haven't. She also enjoyed hiking and on idler days floating down the Provo River on an inner tube, which who doesn't love to go tubing? Is nice. It's very nice. I wanted to note another passion of Aaron's here as well. According to our LinkedIn page, Valenti was a volunteer for Not For Sale, described as an advocate for anti-human trafficking initiatives. She participated in humanitarian missions to Uganda in 2008. She was also a volunteer in economic empowerment 
and Economic Empowerment for the International Rescue Committee and participated in mentoring refugee entrepreneurs. That's actually really cool. I That's a very cool part of the story. She was very involved in that, and she didn't like what was going on in the world, and she was trying to make a change. She really was. She had like her hand in many baskets. Is that the saying? Any successful person's like that. Take yeah. notes, guys. Up until the murder, she was going places. Yeah, she did go places, and she would have gone a lot further, and she would have done a lot more. But anyway, before we – I mean, I guess I already – I guess I opened with the body, so you guys already know the ending, but like – And I said murder like I know what happened, but this this is a mystery. It's a mystery. Don't forget. We don't know. Okay. Hoping to meet new people, Valenti started organizing a monthly meetup for tech workers at a downtown sports bar. At one of those happy hours, she met Utah tech booster Clint Betts, who wanted to throw the state's biggest ever tech gathering. Valenti tapped on the shoulders of those she knew at Overstock to sponsor the event, which ended up being attended by over 4,000 people. So, again, just like... She on it. She was... Well, she was an incredible lady. A Utah entrepreneur by the name of Amy Stellhorn is quoted as saying, You could almost not find someone who didn't know Erin. While Erin enjoyed her work at Overstock as a product developer, office politics graded on her, and after 10 months, she left to start her own company. During a previous business venture, Erin had already tried running a startup. She created a work-for-hire service called Skycrane that let people offload their administrative tasks to freelancers helped by automation. The business wasn't making as much money as she wanted, though, and Valenti had to shut it down after a few years. Even though the business closed, she used that insight about the flaws of business to inform another new idea for an app development startup. After talking it over with her business partner, Amir Khan, who had worked for her previous startup, the pair founded Tinker together in 2015. This startup went much better than the first, and Tinker developed a reputation for building great products on time. What was Tinker? They help people develop apps. They're oh, an so app it's an app company. that develops apps. So Inception, App Inception. I think it's just a it's an app development startup. So the startup is the business is that they develop apps. They're oh, not an app. They're not. They an develop app. apps. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> I understand now, but. It'd be cool if they were. It'd be, yeah. I mean, who knows what she had? Who knows what she had in her back pocket? Most days, Valenti worked from home alone in her den at the base of Utah's Wasatch Mountains. Wasatch? Wasatch. Wasatch Mountains. Set up at an oversized table and a high back le- white leather chair. The ceiling beams were painted fuchsia to match the company's logo, which I just thought was a nice detail. You Good can job. just see yeah. her now. You can just Wonderful. see her now. She was in there. She was, she was feeling herself. She liked her house. She liked what she was doing. Mm-hmm. She was a good place. Khan, who was and is still located in Pakistan, oversaw the company's operations, while Aaron was responsible for landing customers and keeping those already on its rolls. She was an avid networker, and one friend said Tinker had sold out its capacity for 2019 by March. Wow, so they were, they were booked. They were good. By March. Yeah. First quarter. Confident. People they were, were booked confident for the rest of the year. Tinker's customers were mostly young startups, and many fizzled out along with the promise of repeat business. Even as the business flourished, it seems as if something was still weighing on Erin during this productive time of her life. Scott Rafferty, a Utah entrepreneur and friend of Erin, said that she talked all the time about quitting what had become a million-dollar business, but she never meant it. So, you know, like anyone that kind of gets burnt out. When you're, shooting, forget. when you're shooting the shit with your friends, sometimes you're just like, oh, one day I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to do bigger and better things. Yeah. But 
she did love the. I mean, she painted the beams, the ceiling beams, the company's color. You know, yeah. like she loved her company. Turns out everyone has feelings. Yeah, it's crazy, you isn't that it? That asshole on the yacht he has a bad day every now and then, and you should know that. Why do you want to raise the minimum wage? That just reminded me the um. What was it? The the guy? Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! The CEO of Capri Sun, or the guy who invented Capri Sun? Somebody who was the big, a, a big top guy at Capri Sun just crashed his yacht the other day. That's really sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll put the video in the Discord anyway. You guys have said I don't know if we can put videos in the Discord. You gotta be. I can. I haven't. Oh, I, ha- okay, I have good. done it. Yeah, yeah. Good. We got the bandwidth. We're we in. Hacker man. We're good. I've already posted videos. Do you not watch them? <laughs> I'm on. I, you know, I got a lot of my uh-huh. hands are in a lot of pots. That's these days. what I thought. Yeah, I, I stay busy. <laughs> okay, all right. Let's get back to the story. Erin told Scott Rafferty, her friend that we were just talking about, that she felt responsible for the welfare of more than 130 engineers and their families on the other side of the world. So she had a lot weighing on her, but she was a strong lady. In the five years as head of Tinker, Valenti was its only long-standing employee in the U.S. Quote, she was lonely working from home, her younger brother, Chris Valenti, said. After he dropped out of medical residency a year prior, Chris said his sister insisted that he live with them for a few months. He remembered she liked having the company and home cooking. Erin also tried to find other ways to fill her need for human interaction, which it sounds like she was getting a lot. She was just a major extrovert. She met clients for coffee at Coffee Joint, a co-working space in Salt Lake, and began hosting art hours on Friday nights at home for friends who could bring their own supplies. In 2019, Valenti seemed ready for another change. What she wanted to do next, though, was unclear. A friend by the name of... Oh, we already referenced Clint Metz, didn't we? I think we did. Clint. (laughs) You know, Clint. Yeah, just good old Clint. He said that she wanted to buy billboards along Interstate 15 to announce a venture fund that would invest in companies led by women with the intent of starting a conversation and not a firm. So she was literally going to like put billboards out there just to like meet and support other entrepreneurs. Okay. So she was probably, I bet she was pretty well off at this point to be able to just throw up billboards everywhere. Yeah, she was doing well. Venture capital is no cheap thing to do. Oh, definitely. No, definitely not. Um, she was also working on a clothing line for professional women who, quote, slay at work and sex. So there's yeah. that. I told you she was Ooh. a badass bitch. Uh, another friend who saw Valenti the week before her death said that she wanted to support artists and filmmakers. Others say the entrepreneur had plans to finance a startup accelerator inside her company. Her co-founder, Khan, said the two had discussed the idea only casually. Her husband, Harrison Weinstein, said that she had a million half-cooked ideas and many projects and prototypes floating around. What a terrible last name to have anymore. I know. So many of them, and they all get the same stupid fucking joke. I'm sure they do. (laughs) He believed his wife wanted to work on a travel-inspired business. She would call her friends on car rides to discuss or gather them at home to brainstorm over a bottle of wine. Her feelings of restlessness continued to grow, and in late summer, she reached out to a friend wanting an executive coach. Uh, That friend was also Scott Rafferty, who we were talking about earlier. It so happens that his coach was about to organize a retreat in California. All right, so it's apparent she was pretty smart, but she just really couldn't land on something that she was able to find uh, great enjoyment in. It was more that she just, um, she would, like, start a project, see it to the place where it would, like, it could run on its own, and then she was just ready for the next thing. Like, always just ready for the next thing. 
That's crazy. Craving projects. That's, she was just one of those really, really driven that's, uh, entrepreneur people. I woke people. up at 10 a.m. this morning. And <laughs> you I did got, not. I crawled out of bed at 10 a.m. <laughs> you couldn't tell me to be this busy. I just, like, I don't know how people do it. I really don't. Like, I, I'm trying to be better, and I have a lot of stuff in the works. But to be that high level of efficiency is, to me, incomprehensible. It's another level. She operated on another level. Yeah. Yeah. But I think she was cool. I didn't say she wasn't cool. Just very busy. Yeah. No, definitely. So, Erin arrived in the affluent beach town of Laguna Niguel on a sunny October day. The workshop she was to attend, called Create Powerful, was designed for leaders to reflect and move past their perceived limits. Her friend likened it to a Tony Robbins seminar, but for business owners. The next three days were a mix of lectures, partner work, and time alone spent journaling. The last time her friend Rafferty saw her, she was bouncing from guest to guest at a sunset dinner at the hotel. The workshop had sparked her interest in hiring a local team in order to give her the capacity to pursue other interests while still helping run Tinker. That evening, after the presentation, she saw Rafferty one last time, giving him a hug goodbye. So Aaron goes to this uh, seminar to meet the, uh, an executive coach, and uh, it sounds like she had a really good time from what we were able to gather. Her friend, uh, John Rafferty? Scott Rafferty. Scott Rafferty was there. He was able to, you know, he communicated with her that night, and she seemed like she was doing pretty good at the time. Yeah, she was jazzed. She was the, uh, that her busy bee self, running yeah, around she was really enjoying shaking this, hands, kissing babies. But Aaron's workshopping and networking didn't stop there. On the morning of October 3rd, she flew to the Bay Area for another tech gathering that week, a two-day conference in Monterey for founders and tech investors to network and learn. So it's during the second workshop trip that things start to get a little strange at surrounding Aaron, and uh, things seem to really start to go downhill for her. Very so, quickly. Yeah, it's, it, I don't really... This is odd. We'll just get into we'll it. We'll get into it, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> We just said that... Okay. Just because I, I got to stop leading myself into what I'm talking about. I know. It's got to end. We just get excited. So according to her father, Joseph Valenti, Erin did some shopping while she was there. But interestingly, her card statements show that she spent several hundred dollars on vinyl records, even though she didn't own a turntable. So she bought all this shit for well, seemingly no reason. Yeah, and I think it was like $700 is what I saw. Oh, wow. that's In, a, in vinyl records. That's two car payments. What? That's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of money to she spend on records. She threw that cash on yeah, records. She did not ridiculous. have a record player. Uh, on Sunday, she had dinner in Palo Alto with a Mr. J.J. Cardwell, who was the principal at Summit Partners when he was Valente's first boss. He stated her excitement over the workshop about how it helped her reconcile many of her work troubles. He recalls, quote, she cared deeply about Tinker and it mattered a lot to her identity. She was very committed to the continued path there, but she realized that she could do both. She had elevated enough as an executive and entrepreneur that she realized she didn't have to be one thing. Any normal human being can do one thing. This yeah, guy's this, roided out this at this guy's point. This guy's in it. A lot of these people. A lot of these people in their quotes, you can tell that they are heavily embedded within this like productivity porn. Yeah. Um, pushing beyond and, and leveling up and being a different type of entrepreneur. The best type of yeah. entrepreneur. Yeah, a lot of you keywords. Know? Yeah. A lot of keywords in a lot of the stuff. Buzzwords. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Aaron, after attending this meeting, is believed to have been last seen by a former manager of hers at Summit Partners, Dean Jacobson, on Monday afternoon. He recalled Valente as vibrant and uniquely talented in an email to Business Insider journalists, but he did not want to be interviewed for the story. So he didn't have... Which, honestly, 
now, like hearing it back, I'm like, we probably should have looked into Summer Par- Summit Partners a little bit more. That's really weird, right? She had dinner with one guy on Sunday night, and then lunch with the next with another guy from Summit Partners the next, and uh, that's maybe when... she was just trying to get their business. Maybe I don't. I don't, mm, I don't know. Okay. Anyway. On Monday, October 7th, Whitney Valente, Aaron's mother, sat in her living room with her son, Chris, in Rochester, New York. They talked on the speakerphone with Aaron. She was calling from 2,900 miles away in Palo Alto, California, where she had just left her friends and couldn't find her rental car. According to her mom, she sounded manic and confused. She told her about plans for Thanksgiving, and she told them that it was all a game. According to Chris, Aaron asked him, are you in on it? Whitney, a retired nurse, asked if she had been drinking or had been given drugs. Aaron answered no. A bit later, Aaron is quoted as saying, It's all a game. It's a thought experiment. We're in the Matrix. An officer with the San Jose police called Valente to make a welfare check at her husband's request. She said she was fine. The police later told the family that because Valente was an adult, her case would be treated as a voluntary missing person. She could have just taken off for a couple of days without telling anybody. This theory sparked anger among some of the people who knew Aaron, and they... Uh, started to try and find out what exactly was going on with her. She just wasn't coming home, and she had stopped making contact with him after that strange phone call. Mm -hmm. And so people went onto her Facebook page, and they were writing things like, I would like to emphasize how out of character this would be for Erin while she is adventurous. She is not foolhardy and would never intentionally be out of contact with her family. As a psychologist, I'm especially concerned about her last calls, which were confusing and disjointed. So her family was actually really good about realizing there was something wrong and they didn't hesitate and they immediately began to figure out how to get a hold of her. Yeah, they hopped find on her, it. At least. Yeah, they did. That was really honestly smart of them. It was a good call. So Weinstein flew out the next morning to look for his wife and Valente's parents joined him a few days later. They also hired a private investigator. People from all over, including those who didn't know her, posted Aaron's photo on Facebook groups for hikers in the Bay Area in case someone had seen her on a trail. One friend even enlisted the help of a drone hobbyist who offered to fly over areas where Valente's phone had last pinged cell phone towers. Unfortunately, her vehicle did not have any tracking devices in it, and by Monday night, her phone was off. In the days that followed, there was no activity on her credit or debit card either, so things are starting to not look great. Yeah, that's, that part's really weird to me, too, yeah. that there's no, like, no more activity on her cards. On Saturday, five days after Aaron went missing, a friend in the search party found her rental car on a quiet residential street minutes from San Jose International Airport. There were no signs of any injuries or struggle. The San Jose Police Department confirmed in a statement that, quote, a body was located inside a vehicle parked on the street in the 6500 block of Bose Lane. I thought it was worth noting that the neighborhood where Aaron was found was actually very upper middle class. It's got private schools, there's hiking trails all over it, and a whole lot of Whole Foods, way too many. Mm Mm-hmm. Aaron's husband was now a practicing psychologist and said that his wife had no diagnosis of a mental health disorder. He does say that her behavior had some of the characteristics of a manic episode, including feelings of euphoria, racing thoughts, and a hard time keeping attention. To this day, he still insists that the event was extremely out of character and she had not shown symptoms before. So this is where Aaron was found. She found a rental car. In the back seat. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. She was in the back seat. That's probably a key point that I should have said. Sorry. It's very odd. Yeah, weird. Weird stuff. Weird stuff indeed. stuff is happening. Well, th- not only that, it took four months for Aaron's cause of death to be released. I don't know how long it takes for cause of death to be released regular, usually. I don't know either. No clue. So maybe that isn't unusual. It feels like a long time. But uh, regardless, it didn't bring much clarity to those following the story. 
The autopsy ruled her manner of death natural and said the cause was, quote, sudden death in the setting of an acute manic episode. I don't yeah. know what that means. What the fuck? Nobody it, knows what like, it means. really don't. It it's literally weird. means that she had a manic episode and, like, curled up in the backseat of her car and died. The only thing that I can think is, like, she had some sort of, like, heart issue. Why didn't they say the heart issue? And I don't know. That is weird. That's a, right? that's a strange diagnosis. It's a strange diagnosis. Yeah. If anyone out there... You a doctor? You know what that means? Can you Tell explain us. it to us, please? Explain it to us like we're five. Because, and, yeah. And, and make it involve cookies. Because <laughs> this was sad, and I want to be happy. Give us I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. Her mother, Agnes, said she had been told that the autopsy might be inconclusive because of her daughter's body. It was found days after her death, presumably, anyway. So they think that it, was, it had been a while in between the time that she died and the time that they found her. And I also wanted to mention that I found that the car had actually, they were able to figure out that the car, so they found the car on Saturday. Uh, it had been parked there since Thursday. Okay, so it had been a couple of days. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, blood tests were negative for common prescription drugs and other substances, and Aaron's mother believes that the answer to her daughter's death may honestly never be solved with the amount of evidence that's been collected. So, what really happened to Aaron? Why was the cause of death so vague? What does acute manic episode even mean? Unfortunately, for now, we may never find an answer. So... Now that we know Aaron's story, let's chat a little bit about the tidbits that lie in the periphery of this story. I think that's really what makes it uh, It's a little weird. And it's like the more you go... Anyway, okay. I always do this. Okay. We'll just do it. (laughs) Okay. We'll start with the first workshop that Aaron attended prior to her disappearance. At first glance, Create Powerful might seem like any other professional seminar series. But once you start doing a little digging, you start to notice that the people involved tend to share similar interests in pushing beyond the average human experience. In a quote pulled directly from the company's website, quote, Create Powerful is a turning point. It is the moment where successful men and women come to terms with the perceived limits of their success and the psychological boundaries that hold them back. Now, as someone who is personally involved with leadership and business coaching, uh, a lot of language used on their site is fairly typical. I will say that. She was a part of disruptive disruptive technology, right? You're, you got to like break down the barriers to success. It's just it's just part of the shtick. The shtick, exactly. Synergy. Yes, precisely. But synergy. <laughs> but knowing what happened to Aaron in the days following her attendance, it's not hard to find the review section a little alarming. Pages of reviews list others' experiences at the conference. And I just kind of wanted to read these out one after the other because I feel like it's... Yeah, okay. It's a lot. Okay. Quote, It has profoundly changed the way I think. It's going to be one of the hardest things mentally you ever done, and it will absolutely change your life. I'm way more awake to what is going on in my personal and professional life. That's been the life-changing part of it. I feel like the power went from out in the world to come home to rest inside of me. Oh, I don't like that one. For when some you commit to this ongoing process, you get this amazing elevated level of being. That's so weird. And, you know, we mentioned Tony Robbins earlier. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if you might not know who that is, guys. He hosted these really like a, a physical business seminars. I don't remember what decade <gasps> yeah, it was. Yeah, those were Tony Robbins seminars. Yeah, they were. And basically, you'd go in there, and they would shout at you, and they would push you. I think that he would even, like, slap people 
and put them in cages and stuff in order to like make them better business people. So they were hyper aggressive, and a lot of the people came out saying almost the exact same type of shit about those. So uh, the Tony Robbins vibes are real. Little in this culty. thing that she was attending. You're breaking down people like mentally to build them back up, but you're really building them up into whatever you want to build them into. Yeah. So I, I just thought I would mention that because at, at this point, what they're saying is very similar to the type of because you get out and you just you had the shit beat out of you, and they're like, "What'd you think?" And you're like, "It was." It was great. It was great. I, I really, really needed that. I really had a good time. <laughs> um, the last that last quote that I said, uh, the elevated level of being comes from a Dr. Isaac Jones. Now I don't want to like get again. We could get really crazy here. Um, but I just did a little digging on Dr. Jones because his him and his wife were both quoted in the review section, and he also like made a video testimony for this program. And I, again, I don't want to imply in any way that he's involved in this story, but I thought it would be worth noting that he is also himself a bit of a proclaimed biohacker and used to own a business called Superhuman Entrepreneur, which is all about unlocking your body's peak performance. He has since rebranded with the same doctor that was involved in his first business and now runs a business called Elevase, where their goal is to, quote, help you access peak health and high performance for life. They do this through their concentrated high performance systems that are customized to you both genetically and epigenetically. Weird. Like, it, it's talking about you being a better entrepreneur, but they're like, they're doctors. Super weird. Really strange. I just looked it up. Tony Robbins uh, was not the person. Just so you know, Tony Robbins was not the person. That was that one's on me. I just want to go ahead and correct myself. That wasn't Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins has a big smile on his face. He's not hitting people. Yeah, he did get in trouble for something, and that was like the first thing that came up. He's in trouble for something about abuse. So I thought it was the same thing, but those those were real things. I'm going to try and figure out what it was and let you guys know later. I'll post some some sort of answer in the Discord if I can find it. And it wasn't Nixium either. No, it wasn't Nixium. It was something like 70s or 80s. But Nixium was very similar into like what they did too. It was just like no. break, breaking you down. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I just wanted to correct myself. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Sorry, Tony. Sorry, Tony. So interestingly, the other attendees also appear to be either coaches or involved with the medical industry in some way. Weird. I don't know. It's... That just seemed strange to me. Typically, like as somebody who's attended networking events, they te- they like try to like group different industries together for the events because that's relevant. But this was a lot of a lot of. Like um, Almost reminds homo- me of, homeopathic doctors yeah. and like start Dr. Kellogg-esque oh, type shit. medical science going on to make I you a better person. Know. I also wanted to note Erin's journalistic work, specifically her interview with a Mr. Thomas Reardon. So I think this was back in like 2015 that she sat down with him. Um, but this is the same Thomas Reardon who invented Internet Explorer and partnered with Bill Gates. Here's what she wrote about speaking with Dr. About speaking with Mr. Reardon. So I th- and I believe that this is like the information that they gave her on what they were doing. So it's very it's very technical. Anyway, the future of brain machine interfaces is non invasive. Instead of surgical implants, Control Labs uses state of the art detection and machine learning to read your neurons from outside the body. The first step will be technology precisely picking up on the signals from inside your body to control devices outside of it with little more than natural gestures. The next step, and we are already closer than most people realize, will be reading the intention directly from your brain. Control Labs is pioneering something entirely new at the intersection of biology and code. We did this by assembling a rare cadre of scientists and technologists. PhD in computational neuroscience, biomechanics paired with hackers and coders, 
experts in signal processing, machine learning, and human-computer interaction, and industrial designers. It's a lot of words. It's a lot of words, but I really like the part about... I really wanted to talk about the part where he's talking about how... Like, first he's like, yeah, you'll be able to control devices with your brain. But then he's like, yeah, we'll be able to read your mind. Yeah. We'll be able to read your mind. She was surrounded by some very... Like, I don't know if powerful is the word, but like... What feels to me like a lot of like bad energy surrounded a lot of this the yeah. stuff that she was surrounded by. Definitely. I don't know if it had anything to do with her, but like, I don't know, the stuff that these people are talking about just doesn't feel, it just feels like, I don't know, for some reason, like almost like Uncanny Valley-esque. It's mm. like they're people, but they're not. Yeah. The way, the way that they talk. Definitely. I also wanted to mention another quote that Erin left behind with her family. So we have the bit about her going home for Thanksgiving. Um, and then she had also said, right, quote, we're all in the matrix. It's a game, a thought experiment. The next thing that she said, or at some point during the night, she also said, mind control equals neuro control. Totally uh, normal conversation that she had with her mom. Yeah. Not uh, uh, not alluding to anything. No. No, totally normal. No. And it's just a manic episode, right? It doesn't have anything to do with all of these people that she's been with like I don't know it's just a little strange so here's where things get even more conspiratorial you'll remember what we talked about one of Aaron's passions earlier she was an anti-sex trafficking advocate well a week after Aaron was found in her car another woman Rochelle Bergeron was killed Rochelle was an American was 36 years old and weirdly enough was an attorney general of the island of Yap which is an island in the Philippines She had been speaking to her constituency about how to recognize human traffickers or how to resist or stop them. While the most talked about form of human trafficking is sex trafficking, there are other reasons people are abducted and forced into slavery. Some are used for forced labor and others, well, I say this as if I have any sort of authority on the topic, but others could be used for organ harvesting and or human experimentation. Human trafficking is very serious. What? And, uh, it is very serious. Uh, that's very sad. It's absolutely horrifying. She was uh, also murdered. But so, she was also a, a trafficking so advocate. So you feel like there was some connection because they were both trafficking It's just advocates? weird. I just wanted to know all of the weird stuff that surrounded Aaron Valenti's death. A week later, another woman, another traffic, another human trafficking advocate was also killed. Yeah. Or found dead. Maybe they knew something. Maybe they knew something. I don't know. Finally, I wanted to highlight Erin's work prior to Tinker when she spent almost a year as a product developer for Overstock.com. Overstock.com itself also had some run-ins with conspiracy. Yeah, once I read this, I don't know how are they still a business. I don't this know. Man was just they just had him in a room. He was smearing his shit on the wall. He was the while CEO. They were, were just running around operating that business. I don't know what he was doing. No I don't clue. know what they were doing. Um, But it was the same year. So this is just on August 12th, 2019, CEO Patrick Byrne released statements to the press that included the following claims. Quote, starting in 2015, I, operating under the belief that I was helping legitimate law enforcement efforts, assisted in what are now known as the Clinton investigation and the Russian investigation. In fact, I am the notorious missing chapter one of the Russian investigation. It was the third time in my life I helped the men in black. 
The first was when my friend Brian Williams was murdered. And the second was when I helped the men in black shake up Wall Street a decade ago. A decade ago. Unfortunately, this third time turned out to be less law enforcement and more about political espionage conducted against Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. And to a lesser degree, Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz. In July 2018, I put the pieces together. I immediately came forward to a congressman and a senior military officer to the Department of Justice this April and upon my Omaha rabbi reminding me of my duty as a citizen this late June to, small, to a small set of journalists this summer. Miss Carter was among them. Her two stories were accurate. Having confirmed Miss Carter's two articles, I have fulfilled those citizenship obligations of which my rabbi reminded me I will speak no more on the subject. Instead, having lived in places lacking rule of law and having witnessed the consequences of its absence, I plan on sitting back and watching the United States Department of Justice reestablish rule of, rule of law in our country. Sir, I, I just need this paper to <laughs> I just need you to sign this paper. This man was the CEO. People must know. You know so, they hated going in there and having to talk to him about something because this is what happened every time, I bet. It gets even weirder. It gets even weirder. In an interview with the New York Times published three days later, Byrne claimed that he was romantically involved with Marina Butina, the Russian operative who used her National Rifle Association activism to infiltrate American politics. All these CEOs are just uh, inbreeding. I think they're just getting stupider and stupider. <laughs> I don't know how Overstock is still here. I don't know. Well, he left. He left shortly after. He didn't leave. He, he, <laughs> he was, he he was escorted out. <laughs> he was. He was. With a muzzle around his mouth. So, yeah. Once I cracked open this door, it's very difficult not to just take it deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. Like the article talking about how the NRA spent much more than reported during the 2016 election or how the Department of Homeland Security could be utilizing psychotechnology research from human testing in Moscow or how the NRA was a foreign asset to Russia in 2016 or how there are already products in existence with directional audio technology that can create sound in a narrow beam just like light allowing the user to beam sound directly to their desired listening area but i think i'd rather leave it open-ended and hear what our listeners think yeah it's it's so easy to to go from conspiratorial belief to uh i have i've crossed the fifth tangent and here i am in youtube watching hillary clinton Mitch McConnell lizard men videos. Yeah. And it, like you really could just take the story and go go really wild with it. And I I did a little bit, but I also wanted to maintain my sanity to bring you more content listeners really. Yeah, you have to be able to reel yourself in. Yeah, exactly. Cuz if you don't, boy, you're one minute you're on the internet and the next you're inside the Capitol looking and oh, just no. bumbling around with a hundred other people who just couldn't stop. So you got to be careful, guys. Just like, how did I get here? Yeah, you just got to stop and think, wow, I may have made some missteps. Oh, oh, wait. There's the line. I found it. Yes, I'm, I'm on the other side of the it. line. I'm going to back, back, No, no, back. you're already, you're, you're looking back at it. You're like, oh, oh you crossed oh, it. Oh, no. Oh, that was the line. Was, oh, back pedal, back pedal, yeah. back pedal. <laughs> But yeah, um, that is the multifaceted story of the very industrious um, boss babe, Erin Valenti. Today, Erin's family made sure that she lived on in a way that I think she would have wanted. They established a scholarship fund at the University of Utah to honor her memory with a goal of supporting female students who share a passion for entrepreneurship. As of last year, it had raised over $100,000. Well, that's nice at least. 
I mean, it's not great that she died, but uh, at least they, they got something in her memory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. It's a strange story, and I don't know what happened to her. I don't know what uh, death by mania is because I know people with manic episodes, and I've seen a bad manic episode before, right. and I know that they are now, I mean, they are okay. They're not dead. Right. And so what does that mean? What? How did she die? And What why happened was she in, in, the in between seat? Monday and Saturday? Yeah. For, uh, why did or she Thursday. stop? I mean, I guess she could have stopped drinking water. I don't know, because you can only live for a couple of days without water. Right, but it wasn't like dehydration. It wasn't, that wasn't the cause of death. Again, exactly. it wasn't like heart, a heart it's condition. It's the cause of death that is confusing. So weird. And this is relatively new case of a strange death and so there's not a ton of information out there on it and honestly there might never be because it seems like no one uh, sadly seems to care very much yeah i don't know i don't know to me it feels like she kind of likes i feel i don't know she might have stumbled onto something or into something that she wasn't supposed to yeah that tends to happen when you're running 100 miles an hour that's why i wake up at 10 a.m <laughs> that's why i just take it easy folks one day yeah, at a time. You know, let's soak your feet sometimes. Everything just will be there tomorrow. Shower, what? Relax. <laughs> Did you say suck Dude, our my feet? grandparents used no soak. Oh, soak. soak. I no, no, no. Don't suck, don't suck toes unless you're into that, and I respectfully decline I mean, your offer. Good for you. If that's what you want to do, go for it. But that's not what I'm about. No, um, me. Either. Soaking your feet. No, yes. right now. No, go have a nice foot soak. Enjoy yourself every now and then. You don't got to go 100 miles an hour all the time. Otherwise, you end up on in, might, in the sights of the Illuminati. You might, yeah. If you just keep working your way up to the top, you might not like what you find up there. That's all I'm saying. Just, it's still, you know, you climb your way up shit mountain and you get to the top and it's you're still just standing on shit. Yeah. So it's not really that different. Yeah. Well, that's it though. That's it <laughs> that's though, it. folks. Yeah. That's, that's it. the episode. That's the episode for you. <laughs> yeah, great. Thanks for listening. Do we have any happy notes to end on or anything, Chad? You know, this week I did actually learn that I enjoy the uh, tea drink, London Fog. Mm. And so that's something nice to end on. Those that's are very wonderful. tasty and I love them. And they're way less calories than a, than a latte. And so I encourage everyone out there to go get yourself a London Fog. Enjoy the, the chill of spring because it's coming. Yeah, the sun is shining here in Montana. I actually, I have a, a tea thing too. I got a really nice little new teapot and it makes me feel oh, fancy. Oh, it's wonderful. And it's like, um, anyway, I'll post a picture on the Discord. Yeah, come check it out. <laughs> but it makes me happy Discord. every day. So yeah. go find something that makes you happy. You should. Everyone should once a day. All right, guys. If you want to join us on the Discord and see Emily's beautiful little tea set, you can find a link to it on Instagram and Twitter at the underscore lrh underscore pod there's a link on both of those and it's totally free create an account sign up come say hello to us we post all sorts of stuff in there and it's uh there's free our patrons will get some extra stuff in there soon i hope and yeah come check us out on there yeah speaking of patreon go check us out on patreon.com slash the lrh podcast we have multiple tiers for you to join come be a hitchhiker a shotgun rider or what is it? Backseat, Backseat driver. driver. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can also find us on Facebook at the LRH pod and you can reach us uh, via email at the LRH show at gmail.com. Yep. And don't forget to review us. If you're listening on Apple, we'd love to get some more on there. And yeah. any news is good news, as they say. So I don't care what you got to say. Just, just you know, say it. Just say it to our faces. Just do we'll it. Be afraid. So be, if you're on YouTube, hey, if you're on YouTube, if you're listening over there, yeah, like we, don't, we're, we haven't YouTube. forgotten about you guys. Like and subscribe. We love y'all. I've, I apologize for those of you who might be listening on YouTube or know someone that is, I guess. Uh, I haven't been able to upload an episode the past week or two, but I'm going to hop on that They're as soon coming. as I can. They are coming. So just be patient. And so that's it, right? That's it. 
All right, guys. So thanks for listening to this week's episode. Next week is going to get a little uh, devilish. Ooh. I'm excited for our next topic. Ah. And I think you guys are going to enjoy it. It might end up being a two-part series. So stay tuned for that. And check out our mini-sode next week. That's right. All like right. always, join us next time on The, the Long, Long Road, Road Home. Home. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye.